right, we're live and we're rolling, and this is The Real Venture. I'm your co-host, Peyton. And I am your co-host, Luke, and we are entering the world of business by starting a few companies of our own. So we decided to create this podcast as a platform so that we could ask other successful entrepreneurs the questions that we need answered in order to help our business grow. Every single week, we are joined by CEOs, venture capitalists, artists, co-founders, and influencers, all with one thing in common, they're young entrepreneurs. The only thing I'm gonna need you to do is hit that subscribe button below so you never miss a conversation. Every single Wednesday, Luke and I are going to be right here and we can't wait for you to join us. All right, we are live and we're rolling and this is The Real Venture. Today's episode is a little different. Uh, but I'm really excited, and I'm joined by our favorite producer, Mr. Cameron Forbes. Cameron, how are we doing? We're doing good, man. This is uh, this is exciting for me to be back. It's been like two, three months probably since I've been on an episode, and even then I was barely on it, but hopefully we'll change that uh, going I think, forward, yeah. I, I think there's some changes going forward. Uh, you know, for, for those that are new, uh, we've had a lot of new listeners uh, over the past couple months. Cameron is the master producer, so... Everything that you actually hear uh, on video, on the actual podcast itself, that's all Cameron working his magic in the background, making Luke and I sound way better than we should. It's it's not too hard, thankfully. So yeah, you guys do a pretty good job. So. We're we're getting there. We're getting better. We're all we're all kind of growing as a team, and and you know this is this is really enjoyable. But the reason that we kind of wanted to do a special episode today. Um, is because I have some big news and, uh, you know, kind of over the course of this entire podcast life, um, we've talked about the idea of, of leaving your nine to five, going out, pursuing your dream. And, you know, honestly, I, I kind of felt guilty at times because I was saying all of this stuff and I was dreaming it and I wanted to do it, but I was still working my full-time job, which is no longer the case. I am now a full-time entrepreneur. I no longer work a corporate job. And uh, it's really scary and it's really exciting. And, and Cameron and I are just going to talk about it today. Yep. And uh, I got a couple questions to uh, hopefully get some stuff out of Peyton he wasn't even thinking about. So uh, why don't... Let's, di let's we, dive uh, into it. Yeah. Let's just get... First of all, explain exactly what you're doing full-time now as, a, as an entrepreneur. So full-time... Uh, I've left to be the CEO of T2 Venture, which is the company that Luke and I started together. Uh, we started it 10 months ago um, and kind of have been both working on it part-time, early mornings, late nights, getting it ready. But it's kind of come to the point where, you know, it's time to, to kind of put up or, or shut up. And, you know, it requires uh, full-time effort and, and, and full attention. And so that's what kind of brought me to the crossroads. And then in addition to that, continuing to grow the real venture, uh, thanks to, to Cameron and, and Luke, we've really begun to, to grow this show and it's doing a lot of really cool things. And there's a lot of really awesome things that we can do in the future which is why I'm excited to be able to spend a little more time on this. I mean, in, in full transparency, this show has probably been one of the best networking tools that we've, you know, I've, I've ever seen because the people that we talk to on the show and actually interview, not only are they, you know, giving us incredible feedback and, and advice, but they're also connecting us to their networks. 
And, you know, we've had uh, investment conversations, advice, finding people that can actually help us uh, do some dev work. I mean, all of these different things that would have never happened if we didn't have the podcast. So really excited to be able to pour a little more time and effort into that and really help this thing kind of go to the next level. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, in a lot of ways, the real venture is sort of my venture too. Like I have a full-time job. I work in AV uh, integration and all that, but my, my background is all audio and, you know, getting a job in audio is almost, a, it's a pipe dream for a lot of people, but, you know, getting to work with Peyton and Luke on this podcast, it's, it's my, it's my second job. It's my passion project, whatever you want to call it. Like this, as, as fun as it is for Peyton and Luke to, to make the podcast, it's also super fun for me to be involved with it and, and help them make this as good as possible. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing that's like really cool about you know, when you when you work in in a creative space like audio and video, or you know, design or whatever the case may be, the work that you do almost becomes your like living portfolio. So when when you're talking to you know, maybe you want to pursue the podcast dream a little bit more, and you know, continue to to expand, you can be like, hey, look at this catalog, all these shows. That's my work, and so it it, it kind of serves as a purpose like that yeah. for you. Yeah. So. What were you doing before? Go ahead and explain what your full-time job was before uh, you dove full-time into the entrepreneurship. Yeah, so coming right out of college, graduated from my master's program at Purdue in May of 2019. Uh, had a job lined up at Oracle here in Austin, Texas, which if you're you know watching the video live, you can, you can see it in the background. It's a dope city. Look at that skyline. Um, but yeah, came down here, uh, started with Oracle in August of 2019 as a solution engineer, um, and then have been working there for the past two and a half years. So as, as a solution engineer, the, the best way to describe it is I'm basically like a pre-sales engineer. So um, kind of working with all of our customers, figuring out you know their pain points, their problems in their um, processes, specifically the product that I worked with was called CPQ, Configure Price Quote which was an incredible tool and Oracle has an incredible product and it was awesome uh, to be able to work with, um, to work with the people on that team. Um, I, I owe them a lot. A lot of my understanding of how the, how the real business world works is, is tied into that. So I'm incredibly thankful for my experience at Oracle. Um, and, you know, I, I, I got to really see how big enterprise level businesses are run and the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and, you know, a lot of little things that I can take away kind of into our own, um, you know, ventures going forward. But yeah, so worked at Oracle for the past two and a half years. So let's, the, the elephant in the room, it sounds like you had an amazing job, obviously. Why would you want to leave this, this, this wonderful, secure job? Um, and it, before you answer that, let's backtrack just a hair. Your, your, your degree in call, you got the master's right in... Say it again. What was it? Uh, master's was just uh, MS in management. So basically management. like a one-year MBA program. And you had the undergrad was? Um, undergrad was in supply chain, chain management yep. technology. Yep. Long title. So with those two, what kind of career did you imagine yourself having? Um, say junior, senior year, you start looking for your, your jobs and internships. Yeah. What were you looking for? So, you know, the funny thing I'll say about the internship route, and I've kind of, I kind of experienced this when I was looking for an actual job. Uh, since I played football in college, I was extremely busy, especially in the summers. So I never had an internship. Right. Um, so to be completely honest, what I wanted to do and what I thought I was going to do, I had absolutely no idea mm -hmm. 
because, you know, everybody else, you know, went off, went home for the summer and, and they had their internship and, you know, they kind of got to test some things out their sophomore year. They're like, Ooh, you know, I'm kind of interested in finance. So you work for Pepsi. Um, I only say Pepsi. That's because that's where my sister works. So shout out to Gabby. <laughs> um, you know, you do that and you're like, Oh, I didn't like that. So you move on and try something else. Ooh, I really did like that. Now you pursue that for your future job. So I kind of had no idea. Right. Um, but was able to graduate my undergrad in three years. So I knew I had one more year left at Purdue. Um, so I'm like, I, I guess I'm kind of interested in marketing. So I started the MS in marketing program. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, thought it'd be good for branding. You know, there's plenty of opportunities to market. And then about halfway through realized that I could actually change my class load a little bit and transfer the title to MS in management instead of MS in marketing. Mm -hmm. And I thought the MS in management would be a little more broad, a little more yeah. ap applicable to whatever I wanted to go in and not like, you know, pin myself to the, to the marketing route. So yep. I kind of figured I would just work at some big company mm -hmm. and, you know, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do there, but I mean, that's even what happened. So that's an interesting little sidebar that you, you were in the, the marketing degree for a while. I feel I was also really interested in marketing forever. And I think that's kind of maybe a sort of a, like a pre entrepreneur thing. Like yeah. if you have, if you have any desire of being an entrepreneur, you probably have some sort of interest in marketing. Cause you're thinking, I, I want to make a product. How do I even sell this product? How do I market this product in the first place? Like, well, a hundred percent. I mean, marketing is kind of, it, it's everywhere. And, and, you know, whether it's marketing a, a product, a service, or yourself, there's something that, that can be marketed everywhere. So, like, it, it's not like it's a Band-Aid kind of thing, but it's something that could be used anywhere. Yep. Okay, so um, let's, let's dive into, let's get, let's get back on track. You, you left Oracle. Yep. How, how long in advance had you planned out the leave? You, you were working on the, the venture for 10 months. Um, yep. When did you know that, okay, this is going to happen? Like, I, I'm going to have to quit Oracle so I can start working on T2 Ventures and, and the real venture. How long in advance did you know that was going to happen? Well, to be completely honest, I thought it was going to happen with T2 Development, which was right. Luke and I's mass company that we started at the beginning of COVID. Uh, my expectations and understanding of the business world was totally off, and I thought it was just going to be like this massive success, just like instantly we were going to sell right. millions of dollars worth of masks. And there's I was no way to fail. You're selling masks, exactly selling yeah. masks during COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way on earth this could possibly go wrong. Um, it did, you know, I, I was having dreams at night of, of retiring at 26 with my Ferrari yep. and I was like, yep. Oh, this is going to be so great. Yeah. That, that, that didn't happen. Um, so thankful I still had my job, you know, I was working on that after hours, uh, very important to point out after hours, early mornings. Um, and so then kind of moving forward, we, you know, started getting interested in real estate and that's where T2 Venture uh, popped up and you know that idea itself we had a lot of traction with other people and they kind of understood what we were trying to do and and Luke and I were kind of like hey like this could this could be a thing and so kind of somewhere like three or four months in I'm like oh, I don't know maybe in maybe in like a year like I might have to I might have to leave like this this might be a real thing and 
how i mean you you made the decision at one point right yep how scary was it for you to make that decision are were were you set up you know did you did you plan ahead you had a little nest egg put away to uh go on with the venture just in case you know things didn't work out uh yeah you know how safe was this choice for you so this is i think the most important part of the episode because this is going to be what everybody can relate to um and you know i, I this is a a portion that i want people to go back to if you're ever thinking about this decision because um you know, the criticism that I got kind of towards making this decision was, whoa, hey, that's a knee-jerk reaction. Like, you just, you just made that one day. And the, the thing that's really important, in my opinion, is to understand that, like, yes, there is a knee-jerk reaction, but the only knee-jerk reaction is actually saying the words, I'm leaving. Right. It's, and, but, the, but like Cameron kind of set up there, there was a ton of preparation leading up to the point where I was able to make this air quotes knee jerk decision. So, um, you know, obviously, and you know, this is, this is the hard part because all of this is a risk. So, um, the, the really, really financially conservative people are going to absolutely hate my response here. But I mean, in full transparency, I had a very good salary at Oracle. I was making a lot of money. Uh, it was awesome. And, you know, I mean, it also kind of tied into the fact that, hey, you know, money, a lot of money at your not, you know, I'm trying to figure out a good way to articulate this, but making a ton of money at a job you're not insanely passionate yeah. about. And it has nothing to do with the people there. It's just I wanted to to do this stuff. You know, it's not it's not worth it. Like I am more than happy to give up and actually cut my salary more than in half to, to come to T2 Venture, but I am so incredibly excited. So, you know, to be completely honest, like my, my 401k at Oracle, like that, I'm uh, taking the early withdrawal on, I'm, I'm pulling it in, that's part of my nest egg, that's part of the thing I'm gonna live on for the next year while we continue to build T2. Um, I was very fortunate that I started investing at a very young age. It was something that was really important in my family. Um, so I have had a, a brokerage account for a very long time and we've kind of been prepping that for a moment like this where, you know, maybe I need to be, you know, pulling from it on a, on a monthly basis to continue to help me live. Um, so I kind of had a couple things in line and, and then in addition to the uh, regular savings of, you know, pulling a little bit from paycheck to paycheck. So from a financial standpoint, I'm taking a massive risk, right? That, that yep. all my retirement future stuff, my brokerage account that I've had for a long time, my 401k, all of that is, is basically going to allow right. me to live because the hard part is, is I don't want to pull money from T2 Venture because I need it to pay other people. I need it to um, do development work and all those things. Like I don't want to pay myself, but you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I had a, a couple other options to to kind of tap into at a moment like yep. this. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, you d you dive into the 401k. I think immediately once you hear that, you say, well, "Okay, you're all in." That is that is uh, you know as risky as it gets. You know, pulling from the thing you're, you're never supposed to touch, right? Yep. You, you make the retirement, you don't touch that till you're, ah, let's say 55, you're, you're going to do well, but you know. Yeah, it's, it's hard. So the other thing, you're all that in, I'm, I'm, you're oh, all I, in. Am, I am all in, all my chips are in the center. My cards are down. You can see it all. I mean, it's, it's kind of a make or break moment. And to the majority of people that probably sounds terrifying, 
but I'm freaking stoked. Like I am yeah. so excited. I'm so happy to, I think that that's something that's kind of also, um, you know, not, not spoken like the, so this episode is going to come out on Wednesday and my last day at Oracle is going to be Friday, the 29th. So two days later, like I, um, I've just been way happier. Like this is right. like, I'm all in, I'm taking a massive risk, but it's the risk I want to take. And when it comes to like the financial things, like kind of like you just said, okay, you're 401k, you're never supposed to touch that. There's an advantage to making this decision at 25 yep. compared to making this decision at 45. Time is the most powerful thing when it comes to your investments, right? Compounding interest, time is your best friend. It's going to allow you to continually make more money. The more money that's in there, the more money that can grow. But being able to start completely over from scratch at 25, you, you have the ability to do that. But when you're 45, you have a wife and kids, you, that, that's not a possibility. Some people still do it, but like yep. this is the moment in time where I can take that risk. It's a, that the, uh, the, the viral Joe Rogan clip where he's like, oh, I wish I did it when I was younger, but you didn't. So just exactly. do it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that, you starting know, at 25, man. starting at 25. I mean, that, that was, that was the hard chicken. part. Spring chicken. Absolutely. You know, that was the hard part. Like I had to sit down, um, and you know, with, and have a conversation with, with my parents, uh, both of them one-on-one -on -one. and, you know, since I live in Austin, my parents live in Indiana. Um, I had to, you know, call my dad and, you know, I, I've obviously been talking to him about this for quite some time. I uh, kind of thinking through it. My dad absolutely love him, but you know, he's kind of at that point in his life where he's, you know, he's, he's done a lot and he has a good understanding of how the world works. So he just wants to make sure that his son is, is going to be safe and protected. So he definitely had a more conservative approach, but also at the same time, he took a lot of risks when he was younger and that's what allowed him to be where he is today. So, you know, I could kind of tell in our conversations that he was torn because part of him was like, absolutely full send, go do it. Love it. I took risks, wish I took more, but then also at the same time is like, dude, you're going to tap into your 401k. You're going to burn all your savings. Like this is dangerous. This could not work out. So I could kind of see him working through that. But ultimately at the end of the day, he wanted me to be happy. He kind of wanted me to chase after what I was passionate about, my dream. Um, and so, you know, ultimately he was okay with that. And then I was very lucky that my mom was actually in town uh, the weekend before I put in my two weeks. And so I was able to look her in the face and walk her through and she could see how I was very passionate about this, how I thought it was a very serious decision. And it was something that I thought through. So kind of going back to the knee jerk thing, right? This was something that I, you know, put a lot of time and, and, and thought into. And she could just kind of see the way my face lit up when I talked to her about it. And she's like, do it. Like, you know, chase after it, give it a shot. This is the time to do it. Not when you, you know, have a family later on down the road. Yep. And worst case scenario, you know, literal worst case scenario, everything goes belly up, you drain the 401k. You're not, you're not stuck. You've got the masters, you've got the work experience. You're going to be able to rebuild somewhere, somehow. I mean, a hundred, you're going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that was the other thing that really kind of went into my thought process. Okay. So I have this great career in, in corporate tech, um, that I've built over the last two and a half years, a lot of really good connections, a lot of great experience. I leave it to go run my own company, learn all the ins and outs of a business, run it for a year, two years, everything crashes and burns, which it won't. We're very confident it won't. here. It It'll won't. Be fine. But 
everything crashes and burns, you know, the, the, the super great recession hits, whatever the case may be, something crazy. The, the skills that I have built over the last two and a half years, I'm going to be able to come back into the tech world, I think, I think, um, be able to come back and, and, and resume my career. And I think that the experience that I gained from running my own business and, and learning that kind of side of, of things are actually going to help you know, make me more of an attractive uh, hire going forward into the future. You might be able and to jump a few I might tiers even be able up to, the chain if you, exactly, if you came uh, back in. It, it might even be a career jump. The, the same career jump that could potentially happen from working there for the next two years could also happen from me doing something else for two years and, and coming back. So like you said, I, you know, I don't think I'm leaving an industry I can, I can never go back to. Um, and, you know, this might date me, this podcast episode, because now this is tangible. It's out there into the world. But um, yeah, no, I, I think I can go back to my tech career if it, and I actually do a better job uh, than what I'm doing now because of the things that I learned going through this experience. Yeah. So this is all in all just a very calculated risk. Of course, there's risk involved, but really the only risk is money. You're not you're not putting your family in danger. You're not yep. you don't have kids, so yep. you know we can always make more money. And exactly. You got time on your side. You know, you can put everything into this, and you know if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But hey, at least you tried. Yeah, and and that's the most important thing. So, you know, like you just referenced earlier, the Joe Rogan clip, like there's going to be a time in your life where you're laying in bed at night and you're staring at the ceiling and you're going to think about something that you didn't do, right? You you very seldom regret the things you did. You regret the things that you didn't do. And I just know in the in my soul that this would be the biggest regret I would ever have when I'm older. And, and the fact that I didn't even give it a shot, a chance, like that mm -hmm. would just eat at me. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm kind of getting nauseous just thinking about it. <laughs> so like, like you said, like the stars kind of aligned in a way. And I think that that has to happen in life sometimes. You know, you have to, sometimes you're forced into taking this risk and sometimes you have the ability to do it. And I, like you said, it was very, is the, massive calculated risk. I, I, I thought through everything, laid out the finances, talked to accountants and my broker and all those things. I, and also it was kind of great because now I financially know exactly where I stand. Like I didn't find, I, I had to do a budget. I haven't done a budget in a while, which is totally a separate I've conversation. Never done a budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I had to like lay all this out. And then I was like, man, I'm paying for HBO, Netflix, Amazon, mm -hmm. and Hulu. I need to cut something out. Like right. that's, that's a hundred dollars in streaming services. I didn't even realize it. So like, it was actually a great like life exercise. Um, but yeah, very, you know, thought through it all, but like, this is the time, no family, no kids, uh, in a decent financial position, definitely something I can rebuild on. And then, you know, the flip side, you know, we're kind of focusing on the negatives, you know, the business could be extremely successful and you know, yeah. my financial pictures changed forever. Uh, which, right. which would be great because there's a lot of things that I want to do with, um, you know, that success. I have some, some foundations and we also have an episode, uh, kind of around that, um, queued up into the pipeline. And, and, you know, there's a lot of great opportunities for, to help people and take advantage of that success. So either way, it's all going to be, it's, it's all aces, you know, yeah. every, everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Um, but you know, sometimes it's a little scary. We didn't even get into the healthcare thing. That's the only thing that, yes. um, I'm kind of a little, a little queasy about like 
working for a massive company like Oracle, you're gonna have the best healthcare setup that you will ever have. I mean, my, I don't even know what I, I, I all I know is I have bad eyes. So like contacts, glasses, worn them my whole yep. life. I pay yep. $2 a month for my vision care, like $2 a month. That includes like a $300 like contact credit. Yep. And then, you know, all my free checkups and stuff like that. And then, you know, my deductible is crazy low for my healthcare. I mean, I was, I've been, I normally never go to the doctor and now I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, that kind of hurts. Doing. I'll go in and yeah. check it out. Yeah, I might yep. as well. That's, that is no longer the case right now. So, you know, there's, there's some things like that, that, um, you know, you need to think through and, and be prepared. Cause, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I had a, I had a nightmare the other day that, um, so I, my last day is the, the 29th. So, um, I'm sure November 1st, I won't have healthcare. I just like had a dream that like I broke my leg and I was just <laughs> like, of course, the, the day I don't have health care is the day I do this. So, you know, knock on wood, I hope that doesn't happen. But, um, you know, just th there are some little things like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's good you brought that up because that's like that's the real risk. You 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 lost your safety net and oh, now you're on the hook for, I don't know, five thousand dollars in in, uh, you know, healthcare care damage. If you get hurt, that's 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 a that's a quick that's way to, to burn through that 401k. <laughs> I mean, you get hurt. You could kill the business from getting hurt in in certain cases. Uh, if, yeah, so a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But um, you know, we've, you know, lucky. I have a I have a great network of yep. of people, and you know, we've we've identified some some other options. So we'll be we'll be covered. Yeah. Um, it just won't be the Oracle coverage. If you're starting a business, going out on your own, get healthcare. That could be a very get healthcare costly. before. Yes. Yeah. That is. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny, like just quick tangent, you know, because my financial picture is changing a little bit right now. And, um, you know, I, I called my dad the other day and I was just like, hey, like I just was looking at car. I pay like one hundred and sixty dollars. I have a truck. Um, so I pay like one hundred and sixty five bucks in, in car insurance a month. And I saw a quote for eighty three dollars, but it had lower coverage. And like I called my dad and I was just like, hey, should I just like, you know, drop my coverage down to this? And like, it's so cheap. And he's like, dude, the the thousand dollars that you would save in a year from switching that compared to the forty thousand dollar car that you have to, you know, pay for somebody else's car. Plus your, right. you know, sixty thousand dollar truck like that doesn't equal a thousand dollars of savings. And I'm just like, yeah. that's a good point. So insurance is a good thing to splurge on. All right. Well, we less we, less beer, yeah. more insurance. Yes, yes. We we we've covered all the the negative possibilities that could happen. Let's let's try to get positive. The future of T two Ventures, the future of uh, of the real venture. What are your plans going forward? So plans going forward from the the T two Venture side, uh, we're growing out the business. We're getting ready to bring on our first full time um, member. Uh, in addition to me, um, I don't really you know the founders don't really count in that. Right. So we're bringing out You're a full-time full, full engineer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're putting together our pre-seed round of funding. Uh, we're very fortunate that we had family and friends that were able to invest in us um, at a very early stage and kind of got us to this point. Uh, but now we're going out and seeking large uh, angel investors and beginning to talk to institutional money, uh, which is really exciting. Um, you know, it's the catalyst that will fuel our growth. So as we bring on this lead engineer, uh, continue to develop the product and uh, in addition to that, we've also begun to build out our advisory board. So we have some great industry experts that are joining us 
kind of giving us that perspective of the industry that we don't have as, you know, 20 somethings with very little real estate experience. Right. So some really exciting things on that front, um, you know, kind of beginning to build out our, our, our sales org and our strategies. And, and that's, what's really fun. And that's the thing I actually really enjoy in doing all of this is, is strategizing and kind of laying out the, the roadmap when we're going to roll out our beta, when we're going to have our first paid customer, um, things of that nature. So this is, this is a great experience and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm really excited to, to dive full time into that and just have it kind of consume me in a healthy way. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll do an episode on work-life balance and stuff cause yeah. that's definitely going to change, um, now, but yeah, some, some really exciting things with T2 now moving over to the real venture, Honestly, and it's kind of funny to, to think about it, but actually the real venture is the biggest time suck of the two. Um, just because, you know, re- recording all these episodes, editing the footage, designing the stuff, uh, all the content, like it, it takes a lot of time, but we're getting better at it. So continuing to, you know, talk to more people, uh, pour in more time, spend a little more time on social media, uh, you know, kind of invest in, in those things. And then also because we've built up these skills and doing this podcast and we have the equipment and the foundation, we're actually beginning to bring on other shows that are working with us. And we're kind of turning the real venture into a podcast production company, a media company, whatever you want to call it. So there's a lot of great opportunities there. And I'm really excited to to continue to spend more time, pour a little more effort into it because I really do think it's something uh, that's special. And then in addition to that, there are a whole bunch of other uh, various ventures that are kind of floating around that I'm going to be helping with and uh, doing, you know, the the best thing in all of this is when you work a nine to five corporate job, you work 40 hours a week, you work Monday through Friday. But now since I work for myself, I work seven days a week, I work the entire day, but that's exactly how I want it. So I have so much more time to do all of these different things. I mean, it's, it's a Saturday morning. Uh, you know, we, we woke up early to, to come do this. I mean, it, it, it's beautiful outside, but this is exactly how I want to spend my Saturday morning. Exactly. Now I'll go out and have a great time this afternoon and do fun stuff and, you know, be a, be a 25 year old. But like, this is, this is how I want to spend my time. And, and now that I've taken this risk, um, I, I, I get to do it. Do you ever have those days at work where uh, maybe not you as much as I have, where you're in between a project and you're just, you just have downtime and you, and you have nothing to do. And I can't, I, w- those days I'm just like, what am I doing? I am literally wasting my time just to make however much they pay me an hour. Yeah. And what could I be doing right now that could literally be advancing me uh, in any way other than sitting around waiting for the next part to happen? And yeah. when you're an entrepreneur, so, you always have that choice of what's next. Yeah, exactly. You, it's kind of a matter of perspective. You are always, no matter what you do, there's always going to be a smidge of downtime. Um, and so the disservice and all of that is not your company or your business not having opportunities for you to do. Honestly, it's your fault for not seeking something else to fill that time because mm-hmm. there are productive ways. So you have an hour, um, you know, at, in work, it's, you know, three to four on a Thursday afternoon, nothing's going on. You could pull up Netflix on your computer and, and watch it for an hour, or 
you could research a topic that you're interested in. Um, this is something that's really important to us, but you could read a book. That is probably the best thing I could recommend for downtime. And uh, we're, we're gonna roll out some ideas that, that we have here in, the, in another episode for, for a book club. But right now we're trying to read a book a week. It's 52 books in a year, but that is exactly how I spend all of my downtime. I have two books in my backpack at all times. They're two different ones. Uh, different topics. So like mentally, I'm not like crossing lines, you know, it's very clear differentiation, but literally if I, if something's not going on, I take my phone and I like throw it out of my arm's reach. <laughs> so like, I can't physically grab it. And then I read because yep. I've kind of begun to figure out that that is the, that's the best way to, in the most productive way to fill that void of downtime. Yeah. And I'm, I'm lucky in my current job that uh, you know, perhaps I'm able to work on outside projects, uh, like maybe this little thing called the real venture or Boom. I've, I've done a lot of training recently and we've had downtime in the past four weeks. I think I've, I've got like six new certifications in, in, uh, uh audio visual stuff. Uh, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. I, I am, I am probably the most certified person on my team right now. So yeah, downtime. You gotta you gotta know how to capitalize on it. And uh, yep. reading books, you know, g just try to learn something. I mean, it's yeah, make, the, make your the, time worth. The time. internet is, the internet has so many resources for you, but it also has so many you know traps. So be be purposeful with your with your time on the internet. Read read about a topic. Read an article. Uh, one of the best five dollars you could spend a month is subscribing to Medium. Um, and kind of setting up articles that you're interested in, topics that you find relevant, and then every day it just curates different options for you to read. Like that's an incredible way to spend time. So I have some some startup kind of you know businessy articles that fill up, and then also I'm really interested in like graphic design now because we've been doing it for the real venture. So like I have all these articles that pop up that like teach me new tips and tricks so I can do something cool. Like yesterday we had a, a clip that came out and like my name slid over like yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to do that until like I read an article on it I'm like oh okay now I know how to do that I could do that you know like that would have never happened if I was watching Netflix I am physically excited right now about the future are, are you are you yeah. also feeling that right now I'm jacked up now granted I also <laughs> you know in full uh you know because we're talking about branding we're I got this nice little down. t2 yeah, I got this nice little, you know, T2 Venture uh, Yeti right here, but it is filled all the way up with cold brew. So I can't tell if I'm excited about the real venture or is it my coffee or is it both? It's probably both. It is both. Um, but yeah, I'm freaking stoked. Like, let's let's get after it. Yep. This has been great, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for walking us through these questions. Um, yep. You know, originally we we're going to I was just going to try to like record this episode sitting in my room and I was just like, wait. Like I'm never going to be able to to think through these, you know, responses. And then I'm like, producer Cam, hop on here, man. Let's uh, let's walk us through the question. So thanks so much for for coming on and and, and doing this. And you know, I'm yep. I'm really excited about what we're going to do going forward. All right, man. All right, everybody, keep it real. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media, our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebooks will all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to continue building that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, you name it, we got it. And the only other thing I'm going to add is 
as you're subscribing to those platforms, hop on there, give us rates and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings, and a uh, and, and a comment go a really long way. Helps us continue to to climb up the charts and you know continue to to spread this to to all corners of the world and allow us to continue to bring on great guests. We really appreciate you guys for everything, and we're excited to see you next week.